CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. This is the Pittsburgh CityCast with Tim Benz, presented by Bet Rivers. If you were dreaming of Deshaun Watson to the Pittsburgh Steelers, your dream is dead. If you were dreaming of Marc-Andre Fleury coming back to the Penguins, your dream is dead. And if you're like me and you're dreaming of Kentucky winning the NCAA championship, the dream of your bracket winning your office pool is dead. But hey, we can all dream with St. Peter's, right? I am Tim Benz. This is the Pittsburgh CityCast. Thank you for joining us. Brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the app today or go to BetRivers.com. If you were on the app as much as I was this week with the start of NCAA tournament action, hopefully you fared a little bit better than me. I had roughly a break-even kind of weekend. Um, I didn't with the Pittsburgh region of the games. Man, that was a clean sweep for me. Every bet I made hit on that one. That was the chalkiest of the chalky pods, to be sure. As Houston, even though they were a lesser seed than Illinois, beat Illinois in the second game and moves on to the Sweet 16 along with Villanova. I don't think anybody was surprised by Villanova beating Delaware and Ohio State. Uh, Houston, to me, was the most impressive of the teams in that region. The only game that was close was the Illinois game against Tennessee Chattanooga. Obviously, the mocks covered in that one. Uh, I just went on a straight parlay there with Illinois and with Houston, and Houston ends up getting the win over Illinois in the next game. I also went with the Cougars on the money line there, also the money line on Villanova, too. Uh, I was bitten like everybody else on Kentucky. Uh, My future bet blew up. My bracket blew up because I had Kentucky winning that region, at least a couple of the brackets that I had. I didn't make any other future plays for the championship beyond Kentucky, so that was probably... 
dumb by me upon further review. Uh, Duke came through for me by moving beyond Michigan State. Despite some very hairy moments, they ended up covering the spread that I had at 5.5. I think it closed at 6.5, so most people got the number there too. What I'm going to regret are the bets that I didn't make. Like, for instance, three that leaped to mind. UCLA over St. Mary's. I don't know why, but I held off on that one. I just should have played it as I was playing just about everything else on the board. I felt good about it, and I just talked myself out of it for some reason. Kind of the math of where I had money going and being invested in the Pittsburgh games and having friends in town for the tournament. I was just like, I'll sit out that one. Never should have. Should have just put money on the Bruins. That one came back to bite me on the backside. Uh, the other two that I am going to regret for a long time, and if you heard the CityCast earlier in the week, and if you heard my Breakfast with Ben's podcast with Mike DeCourcy, I said that I really, really liked Colgate getting the points against Wisconsin, but I liked Wisconsin to advance. I also said that I liked Vermont against Alabama to cover, but I liked Alabama to advance. They both covered the spread both teams that I thought would eventually win won, so they both middled, and somehow I stayed off of both picks. Like That's what's probably going to eat at me more than what took place in terms of actual wins and losses and parlays that I had and straight-up bets that I had. You know, like, you live and you die with those, whatever. That's part of it. Like, what, what eats at me, though, is something you see that's sort of off the cuff, that's off the board, that doesn't look like it makes sense, and you saw it coming and you didn't play it, that's what I kick myself over more than anything else. But that's the way it goes. Uh, Those two teams middling those picks would have made me feel smart, would have offset some losses that I had here and there across the bracket as well, but so be it. We move on to the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight. According to Bet Rivers now, Gonzaga plus 200 to win the championship. Kansas next at plus 400. That's kind of where Kentucky was before the tournament started. And then they got bounced, of course, the first round by St. Peter's. Arizona at plus 500. Houston at plus 800, along with Purdue at plus 900. To me, the best value on the board right there is Purdue at plus 900. If you're looking for value beyond Gonzaga, but Gonzaga at uh, plus 200 still probably the most logical choice. St. Peter's the long shot at plus 20,000. But my God, how do you bet against Shaheen Holloway right now with the way things are going? Is he going to finish out the tournament or is he just going to jump ship to a major team somewhere that's in need of a coach? Uh, I would imagine the offers are going to come calling for him dramatically as soon as St. Peter's does lose whenever that does take place. Or maybe they just go and win the whole thing at this point. Gonzaga minus 250 to win the West. Arizona plus 135. Kansas at minus 155 to win the Midwest. Boy, has that one cleared out for the Jayhawks. That seems like a real solid bet to me right about now. Miami at plus 400. Iowa State at plus 400. And then Providence at plus 500. You got to love being a Jayhawks fan at this point. Purdue minus 125. UCLA, North Carolina, St. Peter's after that. I was sweating out that Tar Heels game. I was heavily invested in them getting five and a half. All I was rooting for at one point was no overtime, right? And sure enough, what happened? But the Tar Heels ended up winning and covering anyway. So we'll keep an eye on where things go from here in the NCAA tournament as we approach weekend number two. Also, plenty to talk about with Mark Madden in our Madden Monday podcast, which is coming up in just a few moments. 
one thing we did not get to with Mark before we finished recording because we recorded on Monday morning. We normally record on Sunday night, but at least this time, because we recorded on Monday morning after I was at PPG Paints Arena for the games in the NCAA tournament and then went to see Dirty Honey and Mammoth at the Roxian in McKee's Rocks. little respite from nonstop action as it relates to the NCAA tournament. Mix in a little live music, why not? That certainly helped put a capper on the weekend, but uh, I did not get a chance to really focus all that much on the NHL trade deadline as it related to the Penguins, and I guess that doesn't matter because overnight is when their deal happened. Nathan Beaulieu is the newest Pittsburgh Penguin. The defenseman, a left-handed defenseman, which to me is a little bit confusing seeing as how if they were to make a move, I would have thought that they'd make a move for a righty. That's not what took place, though, and they ended up getting him. This is a depth move, which makes me wonder if we're going to see some more action before the deadline in a couple hours. Mark and I recorded, though, before the Marc-Andre Fleury trade. Fleury now a member of the Minnesota Wild, so Penguins fans hoping that he would come back to back up Tristan Jari or start in front of Tristan Jari or replace Casey DeSmith. No such luck there. Sorry, uh, that is not going to take place, at least for this year. We'll see how Jari does in the playoffs, and then maybe we can start talking about Marc-Andre Fleury all over again for next year, because why not? That conversation will never die, especially when it comes to Penguins fans who always want to bring players back to Pittsburgh after they've left, like James Neal. Uh, Mark even wrote about that as a prospect a guy who's in the minors right now that knows how to play with Evgeny Malkin. Can he still get the job done and score a few goals in the playoffs? I'm dubious of that. We'll see which direction they go. But nonetheless, the Penguins not expected to be major players moving forward to the deadline because of their cap situation. We shall see. Also, Mark and I get in-depth on the free agency news of the weekend surrounding the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns who got Deshaun Watson in a trade. I talked about this at length over the course of the past week, what that would mean for the hierarchy in the AFC North. And I think it's silly what's been done uh, as far as the gambling lines go when it comes to the Browns being at plus 190. You know, I get it. Suck in money while you can, while everybody is out there going crazy over what this means for the Browns. But this is more of a long-term play for the Browns. This isn't just a this-year play, especially given... Uh, some of the other subtractions that they've had for the roster. I know they got Cooper too, but uh, this is more about the long-term future of Cleveland and having Watson there for a long time, not just this year because you don't know how long he's going to be suspended for. I, I do not see them as a favorite in the AFC North, more so than Cleveland and Baltimore at plus 210. I do think the Steelers are worthy of being mired in the basement at plus 800. I got no problem with that prediction whatsoever. They clearly have the fourth-best quarterback in Mitch Trubisky, and we're supposed to feel excited about that. We're supposed to feel excited about all these other additions that the Steelers have, but when you look at it, yeah, they added two offensive linemen. Well, the Bengals added three, and I think those guys are better. You know, they got Miles Jack. Okay, is he just another version of Joe Schobert, or do they have a guy that's a reclamation project that we honestly think could be better, or is this just another Jacksonville Jaguar reclamation project that isn't going to work out. We talk about all those topics with Mark Madden next here on the Madden Monday podcast brought to you by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, Bet Rivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today to sign up. 
Must be 21. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. And 1-800-522-4700 in Nevada. The Madden Monday podcast. Tim Benz and Mark Madden from 105.9 The X. As always, brought to us by Bet Rivers. Download the app today or go to BetRivers.com. I'm sure the app got a workout for many people out there watching the NCAA tournament, including the games here in Pittsburgh. We'll get to those in just a little bit and hopefully bet on the Penguins to beat the Coyotes as well, which they did cover it on the puck line. Took some doing, though, close at the end, and then the Penguins pulled away in the third period. Mark Madden joins us right now, though, first and foremost, to talk about the trade that happened in the early morning hours of Monday. A little bit of a rejiggered, rescheduled podcast for today. This is my idea of a day off, uh, sleeping in a little bit after Mammoth, <laughs> seeing Wolfgang Van Halen and Dirty Honey. We'll talk about that, too. But, Mark, the trade first and foremost, the guy that they got from the Jets, Nathan Boulot, the defenseman. What do you make of him and the trade that Hextall made here? I think Wolfgang Van Halen should be signed for the Steelers' offensive line. <laughs> He'd be better than James Daniels. At least he'd look the part for that. My God, you call that a rock star? It's a good thing he's Eddie's kid or no one would give a damn. But uh, anyway, uh, Nathan Bolo, however you pronounce his name, I, that moves so inconsequential it was made under cover of night. <laughs> to, to, to quote the Rolling Stones, let's keep this one a secret, boys, because it doesn't matter. The only thing I do wonder about is that uh, are they going to are they going to trade Pedersen now? Right, exactly. Now that they have like a, a, a supposed surplus of left sided defensemen, but Bolo's on injured reserve. You know they don't trust POJ. I don't want Friedman to play. You know that many minutes, so I, I don't know what they're going to do. But it would not shock me if if that's what they decided to to trade Pedersen. Pedersen is the most likely rostered player to leave. I have no doubt about that. It feels to me very much like a precursor for the reasons you point out, Mark. And if that is the case, where would you expect them to go? Is it to find another forward with some finish, perhaps, in the middle six? Who are you going to get for Pedersen? You yeah. know, that has finish. You're not going to get J.T. Miller. You're not going to get Brock Besser. And I would think Vancouver would be the most likely landing spot for Pedersen because Jim Rutherford likes him and signed him to a big ticket here in Pittsburgh. But, but I, I don't know. I mean, I... I just don't see the Penguins adding much because they don't have much to give nor much cap space. I was wondering what you thought about the Giroux move first and foremost, him getting traded from Philadelphia before we get to anything else that may have happened over the weekend hockey-wise. Well, Florida's added a, a bunch of guys already with the trade deadline still a few hours away. It reminds me of 2013 with the Penguins when they added Iginla, Moro, Crankshaft, and uh, Jokinen and somehow got worse. Um, I'm not a big believer in chemistry. I'm a bigger believer in talent. But but you can you can overload change this time of year, and maybe the Panthers are going to do that. Uh, I'm not saying they had well enough to win the whole thing, but they were pretty close. And, and I might have made half as many moves as they did to that end. As far as the Penguins, their quality of play of late, uh, what would you think of how they performed over the road trip uh, going back to, well, at least the – Predators game and then the Blues and Panthers, or excuse me, the Blues and Coyotes since we last talked. Tim, everybody else says they played great. I think they were meh. They've been getting a ton of shots. They've been territorially outplaying teams too, but if your forwards can't score, does that constitute playing well? I don't think it does, but they, they you know, they won their last two games. 
and I guess that's enough. I mean, people are happy with it. I think they're meh. I think they're just like the team that lost last year in the first round, and it wouldn't surprise me if that happened again. And I don't see any way they beat Carolina in a best of seven without making, you know, some changes. Now, that said, I've said before, I thought they could beat Carolina because Carolina plays like the Penguins, and it's tough to out Penguin the Penguins. But uh, right now, I don't feel that way. And, and it's also worth noting that uh, that uh, you know, Sid and Gino were playing well. Gino had that six game pointless streak, but he was playing great. He was playing physical. He was engaged. He was trying to make up for lack of quality line mates. And people like to say, well, as long as they have Sid and Gino, they have a chance. Well, they had Sid and Gino last year too, and the year before, and the year before that, and the year before that when they did win a playoff series, but only one. Do you think that perhaps the matchups in the Metro Division will be better for them as opposed to what they had in recent years, even if the team is kind of the same? Will that behoove them to the point that we might see a different result? I think it's a better matchup and that no team's going to trap them to death. Right. Like like the Islanders did last year, although they should have beaten the Islanders if not for Jari, and like Montreal did the year before. So um, I, I, I think that the teams that they're going to meet in the playoffs, the Rangers, Carolina, whoever, are going to play right at them. And that's good for the Penguins because then at least they'll win or lose on their own merits and their own style. Mark Madden with us again brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the app today or go to BetRivers.com. Okay, Mark, let's get to the Steelers and the free agency moves that they made or Steelers that are departing via free agency. And I imagine first and foremost, your eyes are on Juju Smith-Schuster going to Kansas City. Na, 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 <laughs> na, 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 na. Hey, hey, goodbye. Yeah, I mean, he left. He never loved you in the first place. Did not you. I'm speaking the generic you. I'm talking Pittsburgh. Never loved Pittsburgh. You know, went, went, went where he got the best offer, which he would have done last year, except there was no better offer. And this year's best offer wasn't really so good. What a what what deception was practiced in reporting yeah, how what about he that? initially. He's getting, what, 3.25, 3.75? that he knows for sure he's going to get, or is it less than that? I saw 2.48 somewhere. Yeah, somewhere between 2.5 roughly and 3 million is what the what the base is versus the signing bonus, but it's nowhere near the 10.75 that was floated out there initially. Well, right, and like he gets 2 million more if they make the AFC Championship game, which they could easily do. They could easily miss the playoffs in that division too, and I'm not kidding. So, uh, yeah, he got what he got. He's gone. He's a journeyman now, Tim. He's going to bounce from team to team on one-year deals. He put his brand ahead of his football career, and he's paying a price for it. Uh, based on some of the tweets that I saw, Mark, you think that that kind of changeover mentality-wise is a big deal for the Steelers, right? I don't think it can hurt. Uh, as I've been saying frequently, the showbiz era is dead. Long live the Steelers. Between Juju and Zach Banner, you know, out of here, that's the two social media guys. Chase Claypool's a bigger dink than either of them, but I think he could be controlled now that those two are gone. At least I'm hoping that's the direction in which the Steelers are headed. The guys they brought in are real football players. They let the social media geeks go, and they brought in real football players. Mark, the guys that they brought in, I looked at that core of free agents, and I like the fact that they're spending. I like the fact that they made moves early. Uh, each and every player they got, I think Daniels is by far the most potentially impactful and the best player. Like, for as much spending as they did, I don't think they got 
close to the best player at each position. They upgraded at each position, which was nice. But I don't know if these free agent players are going to be as positively impactful as some are making them out to be. Yeah, but I think they're going to make the team better. They're not going to make the team great. They're going to make the team better. And they're young, like all of their offensive linemen now, the top six are under 25, 25 or under, I should say. So I think it's going to make the team better. But look at Cincinnati. They signed a third offensive lineman, that that guy from Dallas. They signed three offensive linemen already in free agency, and all three of their offensive linemen are better than anybody the Steelers signed. Yes, and that's what I thought about each move. Even, you know, like Miles Jack is a good example. He's definitely an upgrade over what they had, but what they had in Joe Schulbert you know, are you getting the second edition of him, or is he actually going to be what we think he was in Jacksonville? Well, I think Miles Jack's a good player, but what worries me is what worried me when they brought in Schobert, who had played for the crappy Browns and the crappy Jaguars. You get a guy from some bummy team, you never know if he's really ready for prime time. Although, if memory serves to him, Miles Jack was on that Jacksonville team that made the playoffs and beat the Steelers, right? Yes, he was, and he was very good back then. Okay, well, let's hope he's that good right now. Does Wallace help much in the secondary, or is he just kind of a, a new third guy that you hope can hold back the dam? Well, I want him to be a third guy. You know what I mean? I want there to be, I want him to be the, a dime guy and a sub guy. I want uh, Witherspoon and somebody else to start. Like if they bring Hayden back, although that looks very unlikely because he's been bidding Pittsburgh farewell on all his various personal media outlets. Um, but if it's Wallace and Witherspoon, I can live with that. I think the important thing is uh, keep Sutton in the slot. That's where he's good. He's not good outside. He's good in the slot. He is a latter-day Deshae Townsend, and that's a compliment as long as he stays in the friggin' slot. Mark Madden with us, again brought to us by Bet Rivers. Download the app today if you are going to be playing in the second round and the, sorry, the third round and the fourth round, I guess we should say, second weekend of the NCAA tournament. The tournament blew through Pittsburgh. Uh, kind of funny, Mark, the Pittsburgh region, the chalkiest region of the group. I mean, I swept through that on my picks, and I felt like they were all easy plays. You said you didn't even fill out a bracket, right? No, for the first time in ages. Uh, the Pittsburgh teams all stink, and since they do, that means I don't have to pay any attention to context for them, so I haven't watched it all. Don't care. Are you watching Winning Time? Yes, it's tremendous. Uh, I'm a couple episodes behind now. I didn't get to see last night either, but I saw the first episode. Does it keep getting better? It's excellent. John C. Riley as uh, Dr. Jerry Buss is tremendous. And you remember that Will Ferrell uh, got salty with, who was it, Adam McKay's producing that series? Correct, yeah. Yeah, they were creative partners for a long time, and it, it severed their partnership when, when, when Will Ferrell wasn't cast as Dr. Jerry Buss. Well, it was worth severing the partnership because John C. Riley nails it as Dr. Jerry Buss. He's just unbelievable. Have we seen much of the Larry Bird, Red Auerbuck dynamic yet? Have we seen the Celtics interplay as far as Episode 3 goes? Uh, well, we saw Red Auerbuck in Episode 2. Okay, all right. So, yeah, so there's some of that. We see Magic uh, going to a sex club in Episode 3. So there you go. <laughs> well, that's reason enough for me to decide to watch. Um, they, they, they cut back and forth between a phone call with him and his mother and what goes on the sex club. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she goes, now, Irvin, are you eating right? And he goes, yeah, Ma, I sure am. And they cut to you know what. <laughs> well, now I'm going to have to download that immediately as we're done with Unfiltered. That's one that I'm going to have to watch and get caught it's up tremendous. on. tremendous. 
Uh, hey, you know what, Mark? Uh, very easy transition here to Deshaun Watson going to the Browns, I guess. We didn't talk about that. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think the big topic is how long he's going to be suspended because I don't think it's going to be long at all. People are acting like he's going to be suspended for some significant period. I don't see it. I just don't see it. I bet he gets two games. What was interesting to me was to watch the media fallout and the media reaction to him going to Cleveland, Mark, in the sense that, like, there was plenty of time, plenty of opportunities for all the national outlets to attack any one of the teams that was involved in the bidding for Deshaun Watson. It was like everybody waited until a deal was done and just focused on the one team that got him. Um, they very easily could have done the same thing by going after the Falcons, the Panthers, uh, any other team that was in the bidding in the first place. And they just waited for the trade to be done, and everybody went after Cleveland all at once. I don't know how good this makes Cleveland. Do you? I mean, I thought Baker Mayfield was 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 good. I thought he played hurt this past year. I think he's always competed. I think Deshaun Watson hasn't played in a year. I just don't think that's a well-run franchise. I don't think you drop a guy like that in the middle of a team that's run like that and automatically expect big things to happen. I don't think it helps them that much for this year because of the likely suspension that looms. Well, no, hold on. Let's, let's stop there. How many games do you think he's going to get? I would think that they would have to start with six, right? Because that's what they did for Ben, and this is much more, I think, wide-reaching than what happened with Roethlisberger. Well, if they extrapolate, if, if they go by the – if they do the math, he should get Ben Dutt four for two cases – so Watson should get 44. I don't think that's going to happen. No, I don't think they're going to do the math that way. I don't think he's going to get more than two. And here's why, Tim. Yeah. People cite the Roethlisberger case as a precedent. But that's a long time ago now, right? Correct, right. It's not a precedent that most people have forgotten about. And the second thing is the Steelers wanted Ben suspended. That's a key factor in this. The Steelers wanted Ben put in his place. They hung him out to dry. Anybody who would follow that closely who talked to the right people knows that uh, Ben got over it. He wasn't happy about it then I'm told, uh, but, but, but the Browns don't care about none of that. They just want him to play ASAP. The interesting thing to me tying into that, why did they decide to trade case Keenum immediately thereafter? I would have thought that would have made sense as a logical backup. Maybe Baker's the backup. Like, <laughs> And then what, maybe trade Baker once they get Deshaun Watson back, you know, at the before the trade deadline of next year? Is that what they're thinking? Oh, no, I don't think – I was being sarcastic. I don't think Baker's going to show up if he's still in that roster. Yeah, I mean, I feel like he's trying to pout his way out at this point, don't you? This is where we try to trade them Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> well, you know what? Him going back to Ohio, don't rule it out. Although I can't see the Steelers doing anything within the division. I guess that has to come into play. Well, now you're expecting the Browns to, to, to make moves that make sense. And I, and I don't think the Deshaun Watson moves make sense. They gutted their drafts coming up. They're paying them $230 million guaranteed. They don't know what the suspension is going to be. Don't, here's one thing about Deshaun Watson, too. If the Browns aren't good, he quit on one team. It's always easier than the second time. I, I just don't think that's a good move. I thought Baker Mayfield was perfectly fine. I thought he gave the Browns some stability and personality for the first time since they came back in the league in 1999. The other thing, Mark, that doesn't make sense about that deal with Deshaun Watson is I don't know how much sense it makes for Deshaun Watson. I mean, wouldn't you prefer to go to the NFC South, especially with Brady leaving after this year in all likelihood? I'd prefer to wherever they're giving me $230 million. <laughs> But Deshaun Watson's a true mercenary. You could tell. He's like Aaron Rodgers. He just wants the most. That's all he wants. 
Mark, we'll wrap up uh, with this. Uh, you alluded to it. You've seen or at least heard Mammoth before. They were good live. I mean, Wolfgang can play. Uh, what, what do you think of, of his new band? I don't like him. Uh, if, if he wasn't Eddie's kid, no one would care about him. All his songs sound the same. He's the exact opposite of a front man. He looks, you know, he's, he's huge. He's you really know, big, like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm really big, but I don't stand in back of a microphone. I thought, you know, like, musically, I like the band. The lyrics just sort of slow down whatever they're playing. You know what I mean? Like, lyrically, I'm not as hip to it as I, as I am listening to the music. Yeah, and, and plus, we're still, I'm not going to lie, I hate him on Twitter. Oh, I don't follow him on Twitter. Oh, he is just he is just an unfriendly, bitter crank. And to be honest, he's like this old man was. <laughs> okay. This old man wasn't the friendliest guy ever, although he wasn't on Twitter much. But, but you know, he, he was just, you know... Look at some of the interviews he did. Look, look what he did to Michael Anthony. So I'm not a fan. I'm just not a fan. I saw him open up for Metallica in Vegas. Two songs in, I was at the bar in the back. The lead singer of Dirty Honey revealing that he's a Penguin fan. I wish he had told us that in advance of coming to Pittsburgh. Well, where's he from? California. Why is he a Penguin fan? I don't know. I'm going to have to figure that out. He made some reference to it. He made some reference about going through uh, Philadelphia and Columbus and other stops uh, on this tour. He said, but I've always been a Penguin fan. And everybody started. I think there might have been somebody in a Penguin's jersey he was pointing out in the crowd, too, on the opposite side. Yeah, I bet he did the same thing in Philadelphia. (laughs) I've always been a Flyers fan. Come on, Tim. He probably, yeah, wearing his Claude Giroux jersey on the way out of town, right? (laughs) Right, exactly. So, uh, but they're a good band. I mean, I I far prefer them to, to, to Mammoth. And I don't begrudge the Van Halen kid doing what he's doing. I, I just think you're supposed to look the part. I, I think that's still important. No, I hear you. You're, not, you're right about that. And uh, it does. It's it's a little shocking when he comes out there, like you said, kind of looking like a Steelers offensive lineman, and he's the front. Tim, he's a Tim. He, no, he no. He looks like a Steelers offensive lineman from the nipples to his waist. <laughs> uh, okay, he's a Tim. Seriously, he's as big as me, and maybe bigger. Am I right? Uh, maybe at this point, yeah, you might be right about that. We're passing each other going in opposite directions. <laughs> Mark Madden, he'll be part of Madden Benz Unfiltered 930 if you're catching this stream as immediately as we put it up. Uh, we also have Madden Benz Unfiltered online at Trib Live too after it's done. And you can hear this podcast each and every Monday brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the app today or go to betrivers.com.